Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Ashed. My name is Craig Schneider. That gentleman, 1,100 miles south southeast of me, is Kip Fisher, and we are coming to you live for the 89th time this very spooky Halloween evening. Oh, you did not just do it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that rather jolly voice is my esteemed co-host, who is twice as smart and half as good looking as I am, but I figure I'll give him the floor right now and let him uh, introduce a little bit about this fine evening we have to share with you. I'm just sitting here dumbfounded, and folks, if you missed the pre pre-show, what doesn't make the cut for the final edit, you've missed how much I love this cigar. And first experience, and I'm not even maybe three-eighths of an inch into this thing, and this it's an absolutely incredible cigar that my uh, co-host has supplied for us tonight. Yes, sirree, Bob. This is, uh, this is one of my sticks, one of my favorites. And uh, we're kind of back on that swing of, well, we've never really been off. We just took a hiatus from the pipe show. Uh, this one is uh, one of my shared sticks, and it absolutely happens to be one of my favorites. I only wish there were more of them going around. Me it, too. <laughs> it is the Cohiba Reserva Media Corona. Um, that was a size produced on one occasion in 2002. It is a little more than five and a half by 38, so kind of a wee little guy. If you were to take off a couple inches from a Lancero, that's what this puppy is. You know what? I think that may have been the size of the cigar I was telling you earlier that I love so much supplied by our own uh, goop in the chat room. I may be wrong. It's a great size. It's really size. big that size. You know, this is darn near uh, a demi-lance. I think yeah. you could make the case. Yeah, three-quarter lance anyway. Oh, it's fan flipping tastic Well, I, uh, I have to say, this is one of those cigars that has always been um, a little fabled, a little mythical to me. Um, I have a box of Cohiba Reservas, which is a box of 30 in five assorted sizes. Uh, a Robusto. Um, you know, I don't know if there's Lanceros in it. A Robusto, a Churchill, a Torpedo. No, there's not Lanceros. A Corona Especial, which is six inches by um, 38. And the Media Corona, Corona which is five and five-eighths by 38. Um it was produced only in 2002, sold for about, or excuse me, distributed for about three months, um, anywhere from December 2002 to February 2003 are the box codes for these uh, these bad boys, and uh, my box is from right in the middle of that, January 2003, which a lot of people said wasn't as enjoyable of a box code. They didn't really like them, but I've had fantastic results. Ugh, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. I was not expecting or prepared to just instantly be enamored with a cigar like this. You said kind of malty. I've never, I, I've never had that realization, but you're 100% right. Yeah, it's malty to me on the intake, and then the you know the tail end of a retro hell, and and 
and the finish is just it brings in this sweetness that just puts cocoa butter in my mind every time. Mm. But again, I'm going off half inch of a cigar, but still, oof. Well, all tobacco in these was aged for three years. Um, supposedly, the the best of the 1999 harvest um, was set aside specifically to make these cigars. Uh, it has kind of that typical Cohiba beanie flavor, which you're saying cocoa butter. I absolutely think that that's the 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 cocoa bean flavor that comes through in a lot of Cohibas. It's very prominent here. Yeah, and it, and it's not, I don't mean like cocoa, cocoa. I mean, I mean cocoa butter, like when you put on, you know, I can't think of a brand name, the suntan <laughs> lotion, the oil. Oh, like coconut. Yeah, cocoa butter. Oh, interesting. Okay, I thought you meant cocoa as in like cacao cocoa. No, no, no. Oh, oh, that's very unique. I'm digging um, it, man. I'm absolutely loving this. And there's no chance it's going to last long because I'm going to hurt it down. Well, the uh, oh, funny side note, our first rat hole of the evening. Do you know the first use of the word herf was attributed to smoking a cigar or puffing a cigar down quickly? to herf it down just exactly as you used it. That was how it was. The word was first invented. I remember uh, Bob and Dale talking about that many, many moons ago. Oh, there you go. Um, I think this cigar is very typically um, Cohiba. There's just a lot of that standard Cohiba flavor that comes across. Cohiba Lanceros are probably my favorite Cohiba, and these have a lot in common with that. But I think this flavor is a little more... Uh, yeah, what's the word I want to say? Um, pinpoint. It's much more specific, exact, uh, enjoyable flavors. You're not getting a little bit more watered down. Um, despite the the Lancero having the same ring as this, I just don't think it's as focused. This size, the few that I've had, and I've only had this is my fifth. That's it. Only six of them came in the box. Um, this is my fifth that I'm smoking right now, and it. Everyone has been just laser on um, when it comes to how the flavors were, how the flavors came across. Um, no, how the flavors were concentrated, excuse me. Um, I'd say that the complexity and the intensity is pretty spot on with standard Cohibas, but they this is absolutely an enjoyable example of the blend. I love them. Uh, I'm, I, I dig it. It's cool. You know, I... Uh, I haven't been able to corroborate this, but I did find one source of information for these that said specifically the Media Coronas um, were the first purposeful use of Medio Tiempo. Hmm. Um, and I had never heard that before. In the 10 years these have been around, uh, I hadn't heard that until yesterday when I started doing some research. So, so I, didn't, I didn't put it in the notes because I couldn't corroborate it, but that was the the reason for my comment about it perhaps not going down as quickly as another small cigar would, just because it's a little heftier, a little oilier, a little bit slower burning. Huh. I am. Um, that begs a question for me. They had to have that priming show up before. Or did they just toss it in with the arrow? What what did they do with it? 
That's a good question. I I've heard varying things when the Bahikes came out, the regular production Bahike. The first cigar that I heard there being a splash that used Medio Tiempo. Um, I had heard a lot of times that those leaves were too um, uh, thick, required too much processing, and therefore wasn't as um, reliable in order to, oh, okay, we have this leaf, we're going to be able to process this priming in such a way to make it usable that mm-hmm. sometimes it just wouldn't take. Sometimes it wouldn't break down enough. It was just too much. So I, I think that those primings were just thrown out, just removed from the plant and thrown on the ground. Oh, my goodness. That hurts my heart. Well, I, uh, I, I can't say for sure. Of course, this is, only, this is one site that I was able to get this information from, but it mentioned it on multiple occasions on multiple posts. So I... Uh, I don't know. I'd be interested if anybody out there has ever heard anything about that. Hmm. Wow. Well, with my established history of loving anything that's got the words media tempo attached to it, uh, this goes right with it. Hmm. Well, I'm digging it. I think it's a darn good cigar. Um... I think it's just through and through Cohiba, and I love the Cohiba blend. Uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, too. Makes me really mm-hmm. happy that you're enjoying it. More than enjoying it, man. This is... I know it's a small cigar. I know I'm only less than an inch into it, but the, if if it continues at this and doesn't even like throw me a curveball, this, this is a... Classic cigar for me. I'm. I, I don't. It would be hard to get more into my wheelhouse than this is right now. Wow. That makes me happy. Love Hell, it. the show could end right now. I mean, that's what we're going <laughs> for, you know. Sexual chocolate. We're doing. <laughs> I uh, I think on my on my bio that I wrote oh so many moons ago on Half Ash, I talk about uh, you know. In my life, I've probably had X number of perfect cigars, and every cigar that I light up, I'm hoping can be that X plus one. And uh, you know those experiences, those those just perfect night, perfect conversation, perfect accompaniment, perfect flavors, perfect construction. It all just kind of boils down to just being memorable. Um, I, I dig that, man, and I really hope that this cigar can be one of those for you because you, you only get so many, you know? Smoke your best, somebody just told me recently. <laughs> Don't die and leave your best behind, man. Don't die and leave your best behind. Well, we got a we got a damn good show coming up, and if for no other reason other than Kip and I get to enjoy this. but <laughs> That's kind of me, isn't it? <laughs> but, because we have this cigar and a good show put together, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to moving on. We got we got some news stories maybe from last week, some news stories, some good news stories from this week. Uh, a pretty interesting little uh, uh, correlation I may have found with a, a nice, enjoyable Padron. Some great cigars that you've smoked this week as well as maybe uh, a pretty interesting listener email we'll get into. So it should should shape up to be a fun night, if for no other reason than it's, you know, a good cigar. But hopefully you guys will enjoy the show too. Yep. 
You can dig it. <laughs> Just wanted to do that one, one good time. You know, before we get into news, I'm noticing something here that I don't think I've ever gotten on a cigar before. Um, if I take a puff, I exhale. The finish on my palate is that barnyard flavor. I've never, I've never had that in the smoke before, or in the the flavor of, of a cigar. It's usually just the aroma of it. But this cigar actually has that kind of, I don't know, barnyardy. I'm in a, uh, I'm doing a lot of work around a horse barn, um, and it's very much that hay, manure, um, large mammal aroma. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I'm surprised that it's enjoyable with it, but it really is. It's, it's just, it just has that recall to a great, great cigar's aroma. I dig it. You just got that manure dust in your nostrils. I'm white. I was out there a lot today. <laughs> mm -mm. Michael Stewart said, mm, cow poop. <laughs> hey, it's horse poop, all right? There is a very big difference. Ah. <sighs> Uh, dude, I'm gonna blaze, I'm gonna blaze this thing away. Are you? Yeah, it's, it's not gonna last long, but I do have a backup, so it'll be all right. Uh oh, somebody's <laughs> in the chat room. Huh? I said somebody's in the chat room saying that uh, all they get is last week's show. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Everybody else is getting the current feed, so I, I can't. I don't know how to fix it on the fly. Uh, that stinks. Listen, maybe it's a plant view or something. I don't know if you pad or desktop or what. Huh. Well, just apologize. Hopefully, that's enough. It's, I can't do anything for him either. So, ah, well, it's Halloween, and Halloween usually signifies at least the release of one unique line of cigars, but uh, it's also about the time for uh, another release that you've got here, the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare. Mm -hmm. Hang on, one moment. I'm, I'm entering him back here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. I don't know why. I just thought that would be helpful. Okay, now I'm ready. I'm sorry. No problem. So that fine and rare is uh, is coming around as well as the Tap Monster release. And this year's fine and rare has kind of a, a cool little thing going for it. You want to kind of get into this news story? It has a couple things going for it. Some good, some bad. The good is it's pretty standard issue for fine and rare, which is not standard issue. Um, extremely limited release. Uh, only a few thousand of them made, seems like. I don't recall the exact production numbers. Um, has reportedly 10 different tobaccos included in the blend, which is a pretty big accomplishment anyway. I mean, if, if, as long as you can make something that's not just a muddled pile of, you know, <laughs> cellulose, you've done something if you've got 10 different cigar leaf, uh, 10 different leaves in there. But uh, 
it's coming in at 1850 a stick this year, which is a little steep. I realize it's bigger than normal. It's 7 inches by 54. And the pricing is always up there for these cigars because they're pretty rare and hard to come across. And many times they sell pretty quickly, although they've been on the shop shelves at my local for over a week now. And it doesn't appear too many of them have moved yet. But the cool thing is that in addition to the normal release where there's just a box with, you know, 10 or so of, of these cigars in them, they have what they're calling their blenders edition. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty pricey. It's 450 bucks, but there's only 250 of them, and each one has 10 of the fine and rares plus 10 smaller cigars. Uh, one each of each component tobaccos. What that means is you'll get 10 smaller cigars, and each one of those cigars is composed entirely of each of the 10 different tobaccos that's in the blend. And so well, that's, a, that's a pretty big premium, actually, for, for those 10 cigars. I'm absolutely fascinated with the idea, but just can't see dropping 450 bucks for it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the presentation's awesome. They come in little glass tubes, and they're each labeled with the, the vintage and the, the origin of the tobacco and, and where it's at in the cigar and how it's used in the blend and all that. But, I mean, you get a, a box of 10 of those is 185 bucks, so you're, <laughs> you're paying, you know, what, 265 more dollars for 10 component cigars that are considerably smaller and absolutely one-dimensional mm -hmm. um, so I don't you know I don't know I'm sure somebody out there is into that but I'm I can't can't certainly can't justify dropping that kind of coin for him but I love the idea I think it's really cool well you and I had a uh, a brief conversation on Facebook late last night about the new um, tobacconist University uh, cigars that are out there and there just so happens to be uh, something similar with them so I, I without even really noticing that there was this um, fine and rare samplers edition uh, or whatever it's specifically called um, uh, I commented last night hey we should we should get on that that sounds like a great idea the, the TU cigars which, forgive me, I'm trying to find the name right now. I cannot remember. Feel free mm -hmm. to jump in and tell me about that. But I don't um, recall the exact name either. R&D. That's what it is. R&D Cigars. Um, and so uh, R&D is basically the same thing. It's, it's a cigar that was put together, um, and it was put together actually by Jesus Fuego, um, but then you can pick up uh, a component pack which has a sample of the cigar, and then it also has, I believe, all five of the leaves um, that that cigar is made up with as an individual, uh, or as individual components in little, uh, uh, I guess, tiny little um, cigarillos. They're not too small. I'd guess probably somewhere around the 38 by 4 range. Uh, certainly not huge, but it's really, really an interesting uh, um, way to experience a cigar and if you're not Michael Stewart who can do this on his own because he rolls his own 
and rolls and blends his own cigars. It's that same mentality uh, with the fine and rare option, but without having to pay a wicked premium. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I like your idea. We should definitely kind of get that set up and scheduled to do it on the show. Huh. I like it. All righty. Well, Sorry, I got distracted thinking that through. Oh no, no, it's all right. We kind of breezed over it, but as a reminder, the uh, highly sought-after annual monster release from Tatawahe is out and on the shelves. I have even smoked one of them already. The uh, Jekyll for this year, as in Jekyll and Hyde, uh, hit the shelves last week or since last week, I guess. Um, Standard pricing, 13 bucks a stick, just like every other year, I think. Pretty close to where they are. I always, always jump on one of those and absolutely love it, and then don't love it so much after that. So I'm withholding judgment, but I did really enjoy that, that first one. Some t- some point down the road, I'll, I'll check another one out and see if that feeling holds. So, now let me ask you a question. I'm only going to point this out because you seem to kind of contradict yourself in this in this uh, first sentence here, uh, or the, the first topic here, but you say that you skipped the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare because it's a bit large for your taste as a 7x54. Yeah, what is the Jekyll? It is about the same length, but a little smaller ring, I think. Oh, it is. I See, I thought it was a... I thought it was also a very large cigar, like a 54 it, it, or 56. It is a large cigar. It's like a double Corona-ish kind of size. Alrighty. I thought it was. I thought it was actually the same size, but you know, I've been wrong many times, and perception goes a long way in a lot of things. But this looked abnormally large, the the fine and rare. Hmm. Shamrock sure, hit by 54 is a commitment. I mean, that's that's two and a half hours, even if you're not trying. <laughs> Michael Stewart said, send him 450 bucks, and he'll make you a metric buttload of single-leaf sticks with free shipping. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I don't blame him for that. Heck, I'd get on it. Tell him for 440. <laughs> you're going to know what the fine and rare uh, blend is after this, so there you go. There you go. I'm not advocating that, Alan. Don't get mad at us. No, and Michael Stewart's not either, so the federal government don't get mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good point. Right, right. Huh. You know, this uh, this next comment is kind of along the lines of a, a cool and unique presentation of some interesting cigars, interesting rare cigars, but Avo has released a set containing one of every one of their limited editions to date. Um, and it's you've got 14 cigars in here. Is it really that many? Yeah. That's shocking to me. Yep. Um, so what, what are they on? The Avo 88? Avo 89? 88, I guess. Wow. 88? That's crazy. Holy cow, I can't believe it's that many. You just suddenly felt old, didn't you? I did feel old, because I used to love those 75ths, man. Holy well, they're guacamole. all in there. 
Uh, all 14 of the annual limited editions, pretty in the box. Um, I said pushing the $200 mark. They're more like 185 down here in the Tampa market anyway, which is actually pretty much in line with standard uh, pricing at their release. That's not not marked up at a premium, so it's not. If you enjoy those cigars and buy them every year, then I can see somebody picking up a box of those. I can see somebody picking up a number of boxes. Heck, is it is it all new production? Do you know? I don't know the answer to that. I will tell you, my very favorite so far has been the the 2009 one, the Campanero. That, that I loved that cigar. You know, I had a lot of a lot of bums in there. Probably the 2004 to 2007. I I didn't. I didn't go gaga over those as much as I did some of the earlier ones, and so I, uh, I really stopped buying them. I don't even think I had the Campanero. Hmm. Yeah, you should try it if you ever have a chance. I, I don't have any more. I'd send you one, but they were they were fantastic. I thought they're my favorite of all that I've tried, and I don't go out of my way to chase these down every year. Um, but I've tried quite a few of them. That's been my favorite. So back this 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 most recent one, I'm not convinced it did especially well because I've seen them kind of blow out pricing in, in more than one place. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Surprising. I always thought that they did do well. Just not normally. With me. I think. Yeah, normally they show up on the shelves here, and then they'll be gone shortly thereafter, and maybe you know I'll run into them here and there to. At a couple of different shops, but um, they um, these have just hung around and hung around. They've been out since what March or May somewhere. Been out for mm. months, and they're easily found right now. Uh, Cigar Coop says he believes the blends were reconstructed, which is why the LE05 was not included because they couldn't get those tobaccos. So there you go. They're missing one. Interesting. Well, there you go. Always great to have him around. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I was going to ask another question about that Avo release. Oh, no, I wasn't. We finished the Avo, and I wanted to talk about this Cohiba again. I am a little over an inch into it uh, by measurement. Mm. I've got four, four and a half inches left and wanted to know how you were doing. Um, oh, goodness, I ain't got nowhere near that much left. <laughs> no, near that much, man. Hang on, let me get my handy dandy little gate. Yeah, man, I got like three and a quarter inches. Holy crap, you're smoking it twice as fast as me. Yep. Well, you did start a little Dude, sooner, I, not much. It's, it's just uh, mild enough that... I can I can plow right through this thing. It's not I'm not even feeling it. Uh, I, it's so good. I just want more. That's makes me happy. I just had to give myself a little relight. I uh, surprise surprise. I've been chatting so much. All right, commence with the uh, insults Hi. chat room. Go right ahead. I um I had to do the same. Um, my wrapper was getting a little bit resistant to burn. Hmm. So I just gave it a really? little touch up. 
no big deal. Not really, I mean, not worthy enough to ding the cigar for it. It's just one of those things happen. Well, I am looking forward to uh, a very attentive review from you. See, I'm going to make this public, so now you're guilted into making sure you do it. Here's the I, thing. Uh, if, if I smoke another one of these, and it's this good, and I gave it this crazy review, I'm going to feel weird about it. If I smoke another one, and it's not as good, and I just tear it up, I'm not going to feel good about the situation. So I should probably just skip the review. <laughs> no. Plain and simple. No. You have to do a review. I'm going to make you. <laughs> I uh, I I, I, I want to re I want to read it. it. I want it. I want to read it. I've already said everything there is to say. You haven't said anything except for oh, oh amazing oh. That was my zombie impression. Hold on, just one. Let's take just a quick commercial break here for a second without a commercial. No problem. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed that brief commercial interlude that we made absolutely no money and told you absolutely nothing new during. But uh, either way, we're back now, and we are here to continue with the news. You want to hit this next one? I am not nearly educated enough about it. Yeah. I'm not either, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg is speaking of the new Mason-Dixon project by Crowned Heads. We uh, actually mentioned this a couple months ago that it was on the way and coming down the pike, and it's uh, it's being shipped out. It's kind of a, a regional release, kind of, but not really, because you can get boxes that have both north and south of the Mason-Dixon line represented. Uh, it's a different cigar for the north than the south. Uh, the boxes. We have our um, 1,250 boxes, 20 each, 10 of each, north and south in them. All are a 6x52 Toro, the uh, and retail for just under 10 bucks a stick. I think it's something like 9.85 or so. Um, Southern Edition has Nicaraguan filler and binder with an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, while the Northern Edition has a similar or actually same. Uh, internals, but a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. So I actually have a line on these. Um, uh, my local shop's got them, and I may give them a try and see which one I prefer at the very least. So, same deal. Uh, my father produced cigar. Um, correct? Yes. So you just told me something that I wasn't aware. I thought these were actually going to be a regional rather than shipped in boxes with 10 of each. That's, that's news to me. That's what I thought until I got the email from Tampa Humidor that they're, they have boxes, 10 of each, I think. So then this kind of reminds me of the um, oh, New Havana cigars, the 
uh, Tatuaje blended um, New Havana Cigar Reserva and New Havana Cigars, just plain old Lonsdale. Um, I think those came in the same sort of thing, a, a box of 20, 10 of each. Um, I wasn't aware that uh, that was happening now. This, this is kind of cool. It makes it a little bit more desirable to me because you have the opportunity to try both if you pick up one box. I like that. Yeah, and I didn't know it. I have not seen them in person, uh, so not sure uh, what it even looks like. It's just the way I understood their emails. Hmm. Interesting. You know, maybe well, I mis maybe I misunderstood, and we only have the southern. But I do I do know uh, the shop Barry Stein works for. They were they had a package deal up. It was ten of each. Hmm. I don't know. Well, Will Cooper, uh, Cigar Coop, is saying that he's saying that he is seeing South Sticks in the north and North Sticks in the south. So that makes me think that maybe what we're seeing or what we're hearing or that there's two different presentation types. Maybe, or it may just be that shops are ordering some of both and selling them, who knows. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I don't think John Huber said, no, you, you're north of the line, you can't have these other ones. And today's day and age, it seems a little silly to do that. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe he did. Who knows? Well, a friend of the industry and all-around brilliant tobacco mind, Jose Blanco, celebrated a birthday this week, I believe. And he, to commemorate that, is putting out a little bit of a special release for his seniorial line. Mm -hmm. um, kind of a, a, a really intriguing cigar to me. It's five and three quarter by 55, but an old school Perfecto. Um, he's calling it the Perfecto Elegance. It's a Dominican Puro, um, and uh, per a write-up in Cigar Aficionado, it's stated that the wrapper is described as an older Piloto Cubano leaf grown at La Canela, a part of the Dominican Republic known for stronger tobaccos. The smokes will sell for $14 each, which is most certainly a considerable premium over the original Signorial line, which sells for somewhere around 7 to 10 um, and like all of the other Senorial cigars, the 65th will be sold only through brick-and-mortar stores. So I, I heard a little bit more about this, um, which intrigued me a bit uh, a bit more, that not just the wrapper is grown at La Canela. Um, also, parts of the uh, filler are also grown there, a different tobacco type, um, which I don't see in my notes. I thought I had this written somewhere, but um, uh, additional tobacco of another varietal is grown also at La Canela, this farm that uh, is being referenced here. So I'm looking forward to that to really kind of pinpoint the terroir. Not that I can specifically pinpoint it, but I think it'll just be a really unique um, variation to that cigar. Cool. Yes, sirree, Bob. I have not yet even seen none of my locals have have this line. Not even seen them in person. No, I uh, I have not either. I, uh, gosh, I haven't even heard of anybody around here that's advertised having them. But I'm I'm really looking forward to picking this one up specifically, just so uh, 
you know, I I trust Jose Blanco's palate. You know, I trust his integrity in blending and that he's going to put a cigar out that if it's to celebrate something that's special to him and he's stating that it is going to be a special cigar and it will command a higher price, I trust that. I, I think he has a metric buttload of street cred in the industry. How's that? Yep, I agree totally. I mean, that, that that's a pretty big jump. That's double some of the more inexpensive segments of that line. But it is an oddball shape. It's probably a little harder to roll. Yeah. It has some special tobaccos that have been sitting and held in inventory for years. It's not cheap to do that, man. I mean, it's 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 just not to cheap to hold inventory. You can figure a 10% cost of on your inventory just letting it sit in a warehouse for another year. So it gets expensive pretty quickly when you're holding millions of dollars worth of product that you can't you can't liquidate, you can't sell until it's it's time. Yeah, all right, no doubt about that. That was one of the staggering things when I uh, was at the Ernie Carrillo um, EPC factory. They just had this massive aging room of bales and bales and bales and bales. Just It had to be millions of dollars of tobacco just sitting there. And the room itself wasn't even wasn't even half full. And they said that was their goal, to just eventually have it so large that they just had such a plethora of tobaccos they could choose from to have whatever versatility they they needed to come up with their blends. It's one of the things that I just love about those cigars. I Every time I have a new EPC, I'm just dreaming of, of the creation process, just walking through a warehouse saying, oh, that would be good, I'll give that a try, and Oh yeah, that might be really good with it, and I just love that that creative process when it comes to cigars. I agree. Love it. Two, three. All right. Sorry, I'm distracted momentarily. No problem at all. There are 14 cigars in the uh, the Avo lineup. I had I was looking for the Signorial and saw this. So, I don't know what 2005 with. Maybe they, they have two of the, something of the same. I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe there's another one specifically for that release. Yeah, could be. Hmm. I've even stood and looked at that box two or three times already and haven't, didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the brain tumor. <laughs> it works for everything else. Yeah, it's fun to blame that. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> uh, well, you you so appropriately put in the notes here. Folks, it had to happen at some point. Zycar has released a 75 ring gauge cutter. <laughs> and your little pithy remark here just it's not going to come off as as well as you've written it, but in parentheses, to the collective relief of many in our audience. Um, that just made me chuckle. Um, it's patterned from their other smaller cutter, but not of the teardrop design, which is useful to point out, definitely. Retails for around 35 bucks, but they certainly have been available for less than that already on Cigar Monster. So. Yeah, and CI, their promotional stuff's also had them for 30 bucks. So it looks like that's going to be the going rate. And 
and these are not what you, not they don't look like what I'm holding here. These teardrop cutters, as ICAR is better known for, they are shaped more like what we know as like the Palios, those that style of cutter, that style of double guillotine. <clears throat> so they look a little different. They don't. They're not metal and all all the, the the way you think when you think Zycar I usually think of these teardrop kind of cutters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the only other news item I want to share, uh it's not even in the news at this point, written in our notes at least is because I just so happened to brew myself a nice cup of coffee before tonight's show. It has spurred me to share yet another public service announcement. Had one last week about cigar tourism. I'm going to have one this week about one of my favorite coffee companies, coffee roasters that's out there, Twin Engine Coffee. Uh, their website just today has gone live, and they're shipping to the U.S. Uh, State-grown coffees, grown uh, high altitude in Nicaragua, and they are just fantastic. Um, everything for, uh, across the gamut from light body, light roast to, to uh, dark roast, espresso roast. They've got a breakfast roast. They do like a uh, a reserve or a specially chosen um, high quality or higher quality uh, coffee ro that they roast. It's just spectacular coffee, and it's TwinEngineCoffee.com, I believe, is the website. The, this lovely cup of joe I'm having now reminded me of it, so I figured I'd share with everyone because I think it's my favorite coffee. For those of you who are big Romacraft fans, they partnered up with Romacraft. There's a Romacraft twin-engine coffee now. Yeah, good call. I forgot about that. That's right. I don't know how that was built. I mean, I don't know what it means if they expect it to pair well with any particular Romacraft product or whatever, but they have their own line of coffee. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And uh, not just the Romacraft coffee, because I haven't had that yet, but there are others. Their reserve, their breakfast blend, I, I've had pounds of their stuff, and I just absolutely dig it. So head on up there. Check it out. Uh, Twin Engines Coffee. Do a Google search, but I think the website is TwinEngineCoffee.com. Um, worth checking out. Not overly expensive, and really, really, really high quality, fresh roasted stuff. Excuse me. <sighs> well, how much of this cigar do you have left? Not just a whole lot. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, yeah, I'm down to about two inches now. Oh wow! I can't believe I don't have tongue bite from this thing. I have three and three quarters still. Now I will say it has tightened up. I don't know if the the uh, you know where I clipped it has gotten a little wet. Maybe some of the leaves are sticking together, but the wrapper is dry, so I don't I don't feel like I'm slobbering all over it. But the draw has definitely tightened up on it. Um, not not problematically. It's not a bad thing. It's just making me maybe puff a little bit faster than I normally might. That I generally attribute to the the combustion kind of swelling the uh, uh, what is now the foot of the cigar a little bit. That heat mm -hmm. is kind of making it enlarge just ever so slightly. And I am experiencing the exact same thing. It's still a good draw. I'm just not getting as much smoke out of it. 
mm-hmm. um, kind of requires maybe a, a quick toke on it before you're actually taking your draw to get smoke. Um, and so I'm going to give it just a quick cut here, release some of the wrapper, and see if uh, allowing this thing to expand just ever so slightly without being restricted from that wrapper leaf helps. So I'll let you know. I'll report back. I'll also say mine seems to have definitely taken a a turn more savory uh, in, in flavor. It's, it's you know producing a bit of a salivary response. Um, still, I, I do not seem to have adapted to, and, and it's not an overly. It's not like a pepin spice bomb kind of thing, but there is some spice to it on a retro hail, and that does not seem to have faded much at all. It's actually still very pleasant and prominent there if you if you give it a good retro hail. It definitely is. It's got it some strength to it. Very long lingering finish that's really good and can even be almost minty. It's it's so clean tasting a finish. I I don't know I don't know where I rate the body on this cigar. Because I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's clean, but that finish is so long, it just lingers on the palate that it gives me a lot of the same sensations as like an Añejo, which is just so dirty and rich and palate coating. But this doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel as if it's polluting my palate. It's just there. The flavor is just still there. Yeah. It's it's unique in that regard to me. Yeah. Mm. Still digging it, man. Uh, and I imagine I don't have a great deal of time left with it, but loving what I got. There's definitely that kind of typical Cohiba grassiness just kind of there. It's not so much grassiness in the unprocessed or under-processed sort of way that you might say like a, a, a Connecticut shade-grown wrapper would have. But this, it's just got a little bit of that sweet, grassy aroma um, in the flavor that is very normal for Cohibas. I, I get a little bit of that. Um, I get it much more now that it's into the final third uh, than I did in the beginning. I wasn't getting as much earlier, but as it's kind of transitioned away from that sweeter flavor that was on the forefront, the beginning of it, um, it it's shining through. And by the way, taking off, you can see it now looks like I've just got binder all on this portion of it. That is much easier to draw on. It did loosen it up a lot. Good gracious. That's all I got left. <laughs> you see that? It, no, it totally focused on it. It's great. Hmm. It's a good cigar, man. I'm loving it. Hmm. I was not prepared for this good a cigar. I, I'm I'm just being honest here. <laughs> I've enjoyed many of the cigars we've smoked, but this one is just bowling me over. Absolutely adoring it. I'm I'm uh, excited to see what your final thoughts are. Hopefully, it doesn't transition out of that range before <laughs> what, you put what's it, it down. What's it gonna do? <laughs> I mean, really, what's it gonna do with this much left? <laughs> well, that's true. To pieces. It, it absolutely just blows up like an Elmer Fudd shotgun in my hand right now. 
I've smoked this cigar. <laughs> any any good left in it at this point is just gravy. You know, I I'm sure you didn't detect it because of how quickly you were smoking, but I'm starting to get a a very kind of creamy, sweet creamy flavor, uh, which is strange because it's not. I wouldn't say that this is tasting sweet now, but you ever think of like I don't know how often you drink this, but I just had it recently. Um, Bailey's, how there's that kind of tart sweetness to it, not tart, uh, um, sharp sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm getting a little bit of that as I'm smoking through this, and it's it's unique. I I don't know. It almost is like an alcohol type flavor, but with a creamy sweetness. Mm-hmm. I can I can I can understand that. Hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of calling the salivary response. I mean, I, it makes me produce more spit, <laughs> and as ridiculous as that sounds. I'd say that that's not a, a normal thing. It is much more common for me to say that a cigar is drying than than uh, inducing a salivary response. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm still getting a lot of smoke out of it. Even down to this low. Are you? Good. I, mean, I don't know if you can kind of see it here. It's just puffing away, even not in my mouth. Yeah, oh, I definitely do see it. That's and and a, a draw. Still plenty of smoke. Oh, wow. You're, you definitely were getting much more than I was. <clears throat> well, what else you been smoking this week? Well, I have I have had one cigar this week that's uh, discussion worthy here, and it was a really really interesting experience for me. Um, I treated myself this week; was told not to leave my best cigars for when I die, whenever that is. So I thought, what the heck? I'll uh, I'll light up something that's abnormal, something I don't really uh, have many of at all, and that happened to be. Uh, Padron 1926 40 year uh, or 40th anniversary 40 year I believe is what the band says um, and I my lasting impression of this cigar is not one that I expected I thought it would be about a flavor or the experience um, positive or negative one way or another but instead it's I have a, a correlation between this cigar and the AJ Fernandez San Latano Ovo Maduro, I cannot say how similar I felt that they were. I uh, I I just think it's so odd. The sensation, the way that the the flavors came across in here just absolutely struck me as being in line with what that San Latano has. Yeah, you didn't specifically say San Latano Maduro when you uh, sent me the text earlier this week. I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but when you did, it just clicked. I was like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know however many months or years ago it was. I was with my nephew, I guess a few years ago now, when I tried that cigar the first time, and I thought the very same thing. I was like, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing worth the price tag either. I thought, same thing, I can get a couple AJs or something else for, for the price. And it, it, this was a good cigar. I mean, I found the flavors to be very developed and, and very, 
comforting and flavorful and no complaints whatsoever. But uh, I just I thought that enough of this cigar was similar enough to uh, the San Latano that I don't know that I would ever reach for this cigar again. There's, you know, if I want this flavor, I'll go to the San Latano. If I want a unique Padron, I'll go to another Padron. I mean, there's enough really freaking good uh, family reserve and unique Padrones that uh, I'll just I'll overlook this one if I ever see it. Good cigar, but um, you can be satisfied in other ways. How's that? Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. Hmm. Oh, I got a couple left on here. I took off a couple that I had earlier. I may actually end up writing up written reviews for. If that's the case, I'll save it for that. But uh, hmm. the two I left were a La Palina Kill Bill Two, which I raved about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, how wonderful an experience I had. And, and I had picked that up at a shop while I was traveling for work. And so I went down and got a couple more at my local and had what I called a mind-bendingly different experience from the first thing. <laughs> These stinking things, I've tried three of them, and I don't know if it's the shop's conditions or what's going on, but the things just wouldn't burn for nothing. It was like they had asbestos wrappers on them. I couldn't. I just could not keep them lit, no matter how quickly I tried to, to puff and monitor my cadence and keep them going. Boom! It, it's out in 60 seconds. Relight it. Boom! It's out in 60 seconds. And after doing that, through you know, slogging through a couple of inches and just have pretty much ruined it to the point that even if it were to light, then. It's going to taste all screwy anyway, and so I, all three times I ended up frustrated and angry that I had paid money for them. <laughs> but I got a couple more. We'll see. Are you uh, are you kind of rescinding the positive remarks earlier as being the aberration rather than uh, this being an aberration? I don't know yet. I know I've had three bads and one good so far. Oh man, three of them that are bad. Yeah, three. Oh, I got two oh, left that's... in there. I thought about just sending you. <laughs> that's well, what I'm glad I you I was... enjoyed this cigar. I said I was going to do that anyway, but I kind of had hoped they would be as good. I thought I was thinking we're going to do these for a show cigar, and then now I'm not thinking that's the case. Who who's making those? Is uh, I was gonna say Willie Herrera. If that's not the case, um, <laughs> I think it's Abe Flores. Uh, he's making the black. I think on the Kill Bill Two may have been Willie Herrera, but after Willie Herrera, it may have been um, El Titan de Bronce. I don't remember now. I think you're right. La Palina's Agonorsa leaf, isn't it? We've we've talked about them before. How well they do hopping from one manufacturer to another and consistently getting out good cigars, but consistency has broken down on these for me right now. Like I said, maybe it's the shop because all three of the the bad experiences came from one shop and the one good one a different shop. But 
and by, when I'm saying maybe it's the shop, I mean the conditions of the humidor. But I do have to say, this is my regular shop that I buy day in and day out and never have any kind of issues with conditions. Huh. Well, sorry, go ahead. The other cigar I had on here, if you can see this in the video for those of you, um, Cigar Coop says Racy Cubana made the kill. It's the Kill Bill 2, Coop. I don't know if that matters. Um, anyway, this speaking of Cigar Coop, this is not really one to focus right now, but uh, some time ago, months ago at this point, he sent me a debonair, which is actually one of Stogie Geek's sponsors, and I, I replied back to him today. I was smoking it, and I'm always skeptical if somebody gives me a cigar that, hey, this is from a sponsor. It's great. And I, you know, I take that with a grain of salt, but... It was a phenomenal cigar, enough that it just made me sit up and take notice. And I'm just now noticing on the back of the band, I don't know if you can see that, August 15, 2012. I'm assuming that's a, a packaging date. I'm not sure at what point they happened to put bands on them. But uh, it was an incredible stick, and it's not widely distributed. It's not really available here at any of my local shops. There is one or two shops down in South Florida I believe that carries them but uh, they're not they're not on every corner in America and man it was a it, today is a banner day because I had this first thing this morning and I had this tonight and I, I don't think I could get much better a day of smoking than that Just wow two fantastic smokes in the same day is a, it's a rare thing well I have to say, Will's, uh, I haven't had it yet, so I'm speaking from your experience only. Um, his delivery on that cigar, I think, was transparent. It was, hey, look, I understand this is a sponsor, but I want you guys to try it. I really think that it's a good cigar, and we wouldn't have taken it on otherwise. And so I had come to it in a little bit of a different with a little bit of a different backing, I guess. I had, you know, I trust Will. I think that he's got as much integrity as Jose Blanco, since we used that earlier. How's that for a compliment? Um, but quite frankly, I, I, I didn't know what to expect in terms of it being mind-blowingly enjoyable. You know, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I had thought that. I just thought that it was going to be a good cigar rather than just a paycheck, you know? So... Uh-oh. I wonder if we have lost Kip. Kip, are you there, my man? You look awful frozen. Well, if anybody's in the chat room and hearing this, would you comment that you can still hear me? I'd love to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I skipped out on you there for a second. I lost my internet and came right back. You back now, though? I am. You can hear me? Okay, you can. You can hear me good. Yeah. I will just say I agree wholeheartedly with whatever it was you just said. Good. <laughs> I said that you were going to send me all the cigars in your bottom shelf before you moved. <laughs> those are those are so quickly disappearing. I'm happy to hear that. 
Alrighty then. What have we been enjoying in the world of cigars lately? We have sight changes, which we are experiencing in the chat room tonight. We uh, seems we have the overwhelming majority of folks uh, functioning properly. Maybe have a couple of platform issues got to work out. Um, uh, so we, we will do that. For those of you who are having problems, if you will send me an email to kip at thecigarme.com, uh, give me any kind of details you got with what kind of machine you're using, if it's a phone, a tablet, what kind, if it's a Mac or a PC or a desktop, laptop, all that kind of stuff. I'll see what I can iron out. Um, we have a lot of new things going on. We have new upgraded hosting that's supposed to take care of some of the overloads we were having and the problems, but uh, we also, as of just a few hours ago, have a brand new software to run the chat, uh, which I'm really hoping we can make serviceable long-term because it seems to be uh, an order of magnitude better than, than the previous, and uh, so hopefully we can work that out. Made a lot of changes uh, during this migration from one, not just one server to another, but from uh, shared to an upgraded hosting package that, that should largely help the website. Uh, I know there's been a, an issue or two this week with some caching troubles we've had, but seem to be getting those worked out slowly and everything uh, I would agree with that. functioning properly. And uh, for those that aren't, we're still working out a few, but a few, uh, few little minor details. But overall, I think it's uh, coming along pretty good. It's not a quick process. And, Growing pains are sometimes painful. <laughs> well, in my opinion, it hasn't been too much work. No, I guess your opinion would say it's not. No, I uh, I have to be brutally honest here and say that Kip has taken not just the lion's share, but 99.99% um, .99 of all work that's gone into this transition. The only thing I've really provided is... Uh, hopefully honest feedback when it's been asked and sometimes even when it hasn't. So <laughs> we, We'll just get it working properly and you can take all the glory. That'll make us even, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it. Okay. <laughs> uh, this last little note after the green and the uh, under the changes there, is that from now or is that from the past? Did I miss something? I thought we may have talked about that a little bit. I think we did. I think that's a holdover from a, an old version of the notes, but uh, uh, thank you for asking rather than just deleting, but I think that it is ready to be struck from the record. All right. We'll have a little more to say about that after I smoke that particular cigar. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, that burns up uh, in the next week for me. Hmm. All right. I'm getting a little better idea of what's going on with one of our guys having trouble, so I think I can fix that. Before Good. Uh, and I'm speaking to you, Adam Quinn. I uh, I think I know what's going on. You're, you know, I can I can get you refreshed before next week, but of course it's not going to do much good tonight. Um, but the show will be on YouTube by tomorrow afternoon. It'll actually be up there tonight, but I'm not going to stay up till 2 a.m. and and get it uh, unprivatized. And um, but then of course the audio will be up after it's put together probably Sunday night. But anywho, moving right along, we're going to hit this listener email that's been on hold for about three weeks from Vashon Jones. And 
Vishan says, my question is, winter is here, and I am now relegated to my garage for smoking. The smoke leaks into the house. I want your best suggestion on what I can get to keep the house fresh. The sprays, wall plug-ins, and stick-ups don't work. I need a surefire way to keep the remainder of the house fresh, my wife happy, and me smoking in the warmth. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know the answer to that. If the sprays, the wall plug-ins, and stick-ups don't work, Maybe you needed just a better seal around the doorway or something. Maybe a new uh, new storm seal around that door. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would totally go um, uh, the direction of that, and then I would also go for some sort of a um, a pressure change or a change in airflow. So I'll talk a little bit about that first thought that you just had, um, and kind of get into that just a touch, and then I can get into the uh, kind of manipulating the currents in his garage. Um, first and foremost, every door in a home that's been built in the last few decades in this country um, is going to have some sort of fire separation from the main house. Uh, so it probably has hinges that are automatically going to close or it's got a decent-sized threshold with weather stripping around it. And the main reason for that is to keep out the gases from combustion of uh, having an automobile essentially inside your house. So that door should have weather stripping around it that's pretty considerable. Um, and the threshold underneath the door, in most doors that you buy, there's actually like little screws, well actually large screws, maybe half inch, three quarters of an inch in diameter. They almost look like little caps or metal circles in there. You can actually adjust the height of your threshold by putting a screwdriver in those quarter turn here or there, and it might just boop, pop the threshold up and make a little bit better seal. So if there is a pressure variation where air is constantly flowing into the house from the garage, that'll not only help uh, keep that, that smoke in the garage and out of the house, but I mean, it might even lower your energy bills a little bit because you're not going to get that cold or unconditioned air blowing into the house like it would be uh, on on most normal times based on how you're describing it. Um, so the threshold is low-hanging fruit. If you've got any outlets um, on the house-to-garage wall, you can seal those up a little bit. There's some ways to do that. Um, kind of do a quick Google search for sealing up electrical outlets. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing and then all of a sudden have something catch fire in your in your uh, electrical outlet. That, But that's a, a real good one. Those are kind of open to the wall cavity, which in turn uh, typically is can come into the home. And then the final thing is if that wall between your house and your garage is drywalled on the garage side, the bottom of the drywall, wherever the drywall stops on the bottom, that's a real good place to put a real hefty bead of caulk. A lot of times that stops either right on top of the concrete foundation or it carries over the concrete foundation a little bit, and that's not a sealed connection. So um, if it stops on top of the concrete, right in between the concrete and the drywall and the concrete and that wood plate that runs across there, the sole plate, um, you can get like, you know, just little variations up and down where air can flow in. Put a solid hefty bead of caulk, maybe three-eighths inch bead of caulk right on there. Uh, be generous with it. Good painter's caulk is cheap. It's two bucks a tube, and you could put two tubes on there, 
it would be loaded and it should help seal it off. So those three things can help separate the house from the garage, you know, kind of construction-wise. And then the next bit that I'd say is if you have a window in your garage uh, or if you can crack your garage door a little bit, put a fan blowing out. So blow the air from the garage outside and that might actually change the air currents ever so slightly and negatively pressure your garage to the point where now you might be pulling air from inside the house into the garage rather than vice versa. And that'll help prevent the smoke from the smell of that smoke from drifting into the house. So I've got a room in my basement where I'm directly under one of my son's, actually my, my nursery. Um, I'm directly under that. And uh, I've just sealed off the entire ceiling with plastic on all sides of the ceiling. The plastic kind of comes down a couple inches, and I've adhes adhered, adhes adhered <laughs> that plastic to the wall. Um, and uh, then I put an exhaust fan in here. The exhaust fan isn't so much to blow out mass quantities of smoke. The exhaust fan is merely serving the purpose of negatively pressurizing this room. So that way, you stand right outside this door, you stick your nose under the door, take a whiff, you're not going to smell anything because the air will be passing underneath the door going into the room rather than vice versa. So all you really need to do is change the air pressure in the room just ever so slightly to make this um, draw air in from everywhere else and blow it opposite of where you want it to go. So blow it out of the garage into the exterior rather than out of the garage into the home. So those two things should really help out. When you said adhesed, it reminded me the night I said motorcycle. <clears throat> <laughs> motorcycle. But you can pull off motorcycle being from Tennessee. Yeah. I don't think I can pull off adhesed. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm from Tennessee. Well, I think that's about it, but I guess we ought to talk about the cigar, which I have I put down when we talked about it last, actually. But uh, what else you got to say about it? I'm, I'm in love, man. It's, it's one of those experiences where just so are so profoundly adore a cigar that you know you'll never see again. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it does happen to be a little unfortunate when you have that that uh, way of thinking with it, but man, it's uh, it's just fun to have some of those experiences, and I'm glad I was able to share it. I I liked the the change in complexities. I liked the uh, the roller coaster ride the whole way through. You know that kind of starting with that sweet malty flavor, um, then transitioning to more savory near the end. Uh, I, I dig it. It was pretty strong cigar in that second third and into the final third um, with a lot of hard flavors that it transitioned into, but it still kind of had some of those those unique, creamy, sweet elements, not in nearly as uh, not nearly as much as in the beginning of it, but it still had enough so you knew you were smoking the same cigar towards the end. Really, really enjoyed it. I put mine down with about two inches left. Um, I really wanted to smoke the wrapper, and so I did for a little while and enjoyed that. The wrapper was unique. Um, I, I believe all Cohibas, well, other than the Maduro, uh, have the same wrapper on them, and it's typically uh, grown, I believe, at um, 
uh, the Robana farm, Robana farm. Um, I think that I heard some statistic last year that 70% of all the tobacco harvested from the Robana farm uh, is used for wrapper, and the majority of that wrapper goes to Cohibas. It's graded out so highly, and Cohiba gets the highest grade of wrapper in uh, Cuba that um, I'm fairly certain that that is where most of it goes. So it's a unique wrapper. It does have some unique tendencies to it, and I really wanted to, to try that before I the cigar got too low. So uh, it was a great cigar for me. Enjoyed the ride, and glad to hear you did too. I dig it. Cool. Well, <laughs> might be time to uh, start the close on down for the rest of the show. Yeah. Well, folks, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight and bearing with the uh, issues we have going on. Uh, for those couple of you who did, uh, hopefully we'll get those worked out for you. But uh, and anyway, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat place. Uh, and we'll be featuring the Blessed Leaf Kairos as our cigar of the week next week, uh, which we have talked about a number of times, uh, and we'll uh, cover it in detail next week. But in the meantime, if you've got comments, concerns, compliments, complaints, whatever, you can email them to us, uh, Kip, and we're just going to go ahead and switch this, I think, Kip at halfashed.com or Craig at halfashed.com. Uh, when we reply, the email may look a little differently, a little different until we get uh, fully moved over. And if you have unbanded submissions you would like to mail in, you can uh, connect with us at those same two addresses, and we'll hook you up with an address to mail them to. And uh, if you just have a suggestion that you would like us to source or have sourced, uh, you can email that to info at thecigarmy.com. I will get up the half-ash version of that this week. But uh, in the meantime, send it to info at thecigarmy.com, where my wife will get it and neither of us will see that. And she'll take care of sourcing it, sourcing them, the cigars, and uh, having the bands taken off for us. But uh, Also, in the meantime, come by halfash.com, join up in the forum and hang out. We're getting some uh, good activity there, which is pretty cool, and learning a lot of stuff, getting to know a few people, and uh, really digging that, grooving on the forum this week. And uh, We seem to have brought everyone over successfully in the migration. We didn't leave anyone on the side of the road, I guess. <laughs> no, we didn't. We did have a couple of guys that joined in the middle of the, the move after the cutoff time, and uh, but I believe we got them back, so we're good to go. And uh, You can find us Facebook, Twitter, pretty much all the regular places, and all that information is on the website, halfash.com. Uh, just look across that menu at the top, and it'll drop down. If you look at half-ashed info, It'll pull down and uh, give you everything you need to know about us, and you can connect with us in any number of social media outlets. Well, tonight's a, tonight's a fun night for me. I, I One of my absolute most cherished things to do with cigars is to be able to share a stick that I know somebody will truly love, and so I'm... I'm just jazzed about that, man. I uh, I don't think I've gotten this sort of a reaction from you. No, I'll take I'll I'll rewind a little bit. I don't think I've ever seen this sort of a reaction from you when it comes to enjoyment in a cigar. So I'm left tonight with uh, a little Halloween cheer, if there is such a thing. And <laughs> uh, 
the normal smile on my face is a bit wider, a bit taller, and uh, I'm going to go to bed this evening thinking that, you know what, I made the world a better place. I shared a damn good cigar with a damn good friend, so I'm going to dedicate tonight's show to myself. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I just want to say one thing, and it's a pretty normal one for me to close out the show, and it's basically nothing more than good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.